Hello, hello, everybody. What's going on? It's Jesse Lee. and call me hashtag Boss Lee or the People's Mentor. And this is episode 376 of the show. It is so good. It is such a good interview. Oh my God. Guys, like there are stories in this episode that I don't even think I've ever told before. So I'm going to stop talking right now. You're going to screenshot this, put in your story, tell some friends, tell some friends, tell some friends, tell some friends, tell some more friends, and then tell some friends to listen to the People's Mentor podcast. And they're going to leave a five-star review and then you're going to subscribe. And then you're going to DM me on Instagram or TikTok because that's all I have because Facebook is down. And that's that. Okay. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. I'm not even going to say anything else. Listen to this episode of the show. It's fire. Okay. Enjoy episode 376. Love you guys. Go Leah. Woo. Episode of What Are You Made Of with your boy, the unstoppable Mike C-Rock. I'm in the house today with a friend of mine that I met on Clubhouse, Jessie Lee. Uh, guys, she doesn't have a bio, so we're just going to let her tell us what she's made of. <laughs> no, <she's laughs> side joke. Uh, no, but if you go on Instagram right now and it's I'm Boss Lee, I am Boss Lee, go check her out. Uh, that's her Instagram. I'm going to plug it for her right now. But before we get into that, I just want to thank you for being here. I want to thank you for your support of the What Are You Made Of movement and podcast. And for all of you that have purchased the book to make it a bestseller, thank you so much. Please spread the word because, look, we want to create a, a planet of unstoppable people, and that's what it's all about. So go get your copy of Rocket Fuel if you haven't already at MikeCrock.com forward slash book. And today, like I said, we have my friend Jesse Lee in the house straight from Vegas, just straight from coming off of a stage of speaking for like 24 hours straight or some crazy shit like <laughs> crazy. that. Crazy. And I, I'm just so honored to have her here. Let's find out what you're, what you're made of, Jess. Oh, what's going on, guys? Hello, hello. My name is Jesse Lee. And call me hashtag Boss Lee. I'm excited to be on here. This is like, what are you made of? What a, what a, good, what a good title of a podcast. Oh, my God. Come on, man. Uh, so, so, yeah, what am I made of? Jeez. So, I mean, I'm just... I, I love what you were saying before we got on and you just said, I'm just somebody who likes to get stuff done and a lot of stuff done. That's sort of one of the just cornerstones of who I am and what I do. It's, it's a lot of say yes and figure it out. Um, you know, I, I grew up, we were just talking, you're in Maryland. I'm from Maryland originally. So I'm from, um, I'm from Frederick County. I'm from Middletown. So way out in the country. And I didn't like what my life was basically playing out to be. I didn't like, um, struggling. I didn't like not having, uh, you know, not sure where food was going to come from, quite frankly. And I decided to get into entrepreneurship. Thank God. And this is like before it was sexy to be an entrepreneur. Now everybody's like, Oh, I'm an entrepreneur. Uh, and so I just, I ended up using entrepreneurship as the way to just overcome everything that was going on in my, in my life, in my early twenties. I did go to college. I did all that stuff, but was still struggling. And I think a lot of people can relate to that where it's like, you're doing all the right things, all the right things. And you're still struggling to pay rent or pay your car note or pay insurance or go out with your friends or you're, you're chasing money and you have no time or whatever the, the case may be. And I was just, I was living this life that was just so uninspired. And so, um, I started in, uh, at home businesses and that's allowed me to have liquid income to then just turn into a, an investor and a, just a serial entrepreneur and speak all over stages and do all the things. And, and it's been, it's been a crazy ride. It's been 10 years now of full-time entrepreneurship and, uh, I, I can't imagine anything else. I just, I love it so much. Love it. We're going to dig into that more uh, in a second, but let's go back to when you were a kid. Like what, what happened when you Ooh. were a kid? Like what kind of, you know, did you have dreams when you were a kid? Were you a type that was a dreamer and then eventually got uh, calloused because of certain events or people? <laughs> uh, take us through some of the things that happened when you were younger. Oh, um, God, Mike, yeah. he goes, we're going to try to make people cry. All right. So this is like three minutes into it. Like, really? Wow. Okay. <laughs> Just, right <laughs> Just like. 
No, um, so my, my childhood was nuts. So I grew up in a house with domestic violence and just literal poverty, clothes didn't fit, the whole just struggle, bus, like couldn't go on field trips because we didn't have the money to do so. Couldn't, you know, have friends over because the house was just too small. Um, you know, didn't didn't have the right food. Didn't have anything. Nothing was right. And I actually ended up sending my dad to jail when I was nine. Um, back to the just the domestic violence thing. Drugs, domestic violence. And um, my grandparents raised me. So, like, I have Love Nana on my wrist. My whole side, my whole entire leg is wrapped in tattoo. Everything's a tribute to her um, and, and our Hawaiian heritage. But, you know, they really came in when, you know, who wants to come in in their, in their 80s and raise three kids? And it just showed me, it just gave me this hunger to never be like that. And so as successful as I become... People are like, why do you still hustle? And you probably get this, Mike, I'm going to guess. But people ask me all the time, like, you're very successful. You know, why are you still getting up at 7 in the morning and going until 1 in the morning? Why are you still, like, I don't live in Vegas. I live in Dallas. Like, why did you just spend seven days in Dallas? You didn't get paid. You were on four huge stages. Like, what's the point? You know, people are like, why do you still podcast? Why do you still go live? Why do you still, why are you just this maniac? And I don't know if you can relate to this. I, I, I'm interested to know. But as much as I like the stuff, like I do like the nice clothes and cars and I like travel and I like all this stuff. I feel like my past is like right here. Like, I don't know if you can relate to that. But like, yeah, yeah. I feel like there's like this. My past is like ready to beat me down. <laughs> like just right here. Like if I stop. Call, doing coaching calls and if I stop pouring into people and if I stop leading and teaching and and showing up on social and whatever else like I I know realistically it's not going to come falling down and I know logically speaking if I lost it all today I could build it all back to this in, in a heartbeat it would take me a month you know like maybe more than a month but it wouldn't take me that long but I still have that just hunger in my belly like I'm not done yet and so that comes from that that comes from chasing food as a kid that comes from feeling like you're chasing I mean I was chasing everything I was chasing affection because then I didn't have a father figure for a while I was chasing um, acceptance I was trying to be the smartest kid I was trying to be the fastest kid I was trying to be the best at everything and because of all of that you know you're getting made fun of for all the I mean it was just like everything was nuts and so you but you have to understand all of those things are exactly why I am where I am today all those things are exactly why I have the desire to help other people and it allows me also to have the empathy to see people where they are and I think that's something a lot of entrepreneurs lack is they see somebody who's kind of this bent because I don't believe in broken people but this bent shell of who they can be and most people give up on them most people will look at those people and say oh my god like Mike is never going to make it look at him he can hardly like get dressed in the morning he can hardly show up he you know he's so negative he is you know oh my god if no Mike's never gonna never gonna get it never gonna have it never gonna do it and I just I have this ability I think from all of that trauma in the past to see in here because when I started as an entrepreneur 10 years ago I was the angry girl I was mean I was screaming at people. I was like, you say you want to show up and you can't even show up. Like I was so in that my masculine energy, just like, like going off all the time. Um, and 
just understanding all of that is really happening for you, not to you, yeah. has just you shifted think, me. Don't you think that some of the stuff that we do in the positions that we are, a lot of times it's what we, what we like, we, we tell people or say the things to people that are going through our head the way we're saying to ourselves. Like oh, a yeah. lot of times, like I'm not going to say something to someone else that I'm not saying to myself all the time because I'm hard on myself. Yeah. You know, I, I, I love myself. I love me some me. Uh, and I, I focus on that too, but I'm, I'm, I'm hard on myself and I'm, I hold myself to certain standards and I expect that if I do it, everybody around me needs to. Yeah, I, I used to be like that and, and I, I realized not everybody's going to have that. And like not everybody went through what you had to go through to get where you are. And so sometimes people are so scared of rock bottom. I don't know where I'm going down this tangent, but I think some people are so scared of rock bottom, whatever rock bottom is for them. Not understanding that it's a gift. Not understanding those feelings of everything's falling apart allow you actually to heal yourself. Because if you if everything's good and everything's cool, people usually don't take the time to develop. They don't take the time to listen to a podcast. They don't take the time to go to an event. They don't take the time to uh, you know seek mentorship through Instagram. They don't, which might sound crazy, but like you can get a lot out of it, right? They don't seek the time to change their circle because everything's kind of good when the water's calm why would you shift course you've been told your whole life don't shift course if the if everything's good don't change anything right so like you i think more people actually need to just get knocked over the head like we've been you know more people need to darn near drown (laughs) because i used water as an example need to have everything fall apart so that things can so you can you so you can do the work so you can do the inner healing so you can change who you are so you can do all these things and i just think most people they don't see like what you said about your standards i bet your standards have shifted as different parts of your life have changed they have yeah without a doubt but but it's still like come on like i see it and i'm like come on guys it's right in front of you it's right in front of you. You just gotta, you just gotta put some time in. You gotta put some effort in. Put, expend out some energy. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned something too about putting out a lot of coaching, putting out a lot of info and social and content and all that. And it's, it, it's all about pushing an outflow out there because it's a cycle. Yeah. And so when we stop, we're concerned with it, the cycle stopping. And I, I feel that same thing. So now, growing up in, a, in an abusive house, growing up around that, you know, especially involving your father, I dealt with some things myself as well. Uh, but but how did that transfer into relationships that you had as you know growing up and and did some guys have to um, I don't know the phrase I guess but um, uh, get get uh, the brunt of some of it because you you know because you're working through emotions yourself. Oh for sure and anybody who says like oh I I just no none of that affects me you're such a liar like those are the most impactful years of your life like you are just being a liar 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 so um I was like I said I was really like when I say masculine energy I just mean I was so aggressive because I thought the world was against me so I was so like I wouldn't want to let you in and show any kind of vulnerability because I felt like if I let down any guards, you I was going to get attacked. You were going to hurt me. Something, someone was going to, you were going to steal from me. You were going to use my, you know, something, you know, like something was like, like I, so I had this like protective shell around me and then mine. So I was hyper aware of protecting my brothers, even though I was the middle, like I was like, you don't talk like I was so mean. So when I talk, I was just, I was just mad. 
I was mad and it came out in anger, right? Not that I ever really yelled at anybody or, or whatever, but I had a very difficult time building relationships because in order to build a relationship with somebody, you have got to calm down. You have got to stop trying to control everything. If you're trying to build a relationship, you cannot bully them into liking you. So, you know, when I, t- I talk about on my social media, like I didn't have friends K through 12, and, you know, sometimes people will be like, I mean, I remember, you know, like knowing you in high school or like I remember, you know, going to, to you came to my house a couple times in middle school. And I'm like, you like, uh, OK, I might have spent some time here and there with people. I have no relationships, none, none, because even if people were nice to me, which they really weren't always very nice to me, I was very bullied as well. OK, that's a very valid thing. Like, I could not let you in because I was hurting so much. So, you, so, so if you, and, and here's the thing is that you get to live your own truth. So me saying, oh my God, like I was so close to mom and dad and mom and dad did all these things. And th- those are the people that are supposed to protect you and supposed to love you unconditionally and, you know, ha- advocate for you and all this stuff. Yeah, for my entire, you know, normal youth or whatever it is, it was like, wait, you're being nice to me. What do you want? Wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Like if anytime anybody, but here's the thing is that people in business it, that don't heal, that don't hit the rock bottom, that don't learn how to change themselves, it's spilling over into your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, your 60s, your 70s, your 80s, your whole life. You're dying with this inside of you because you're not willing to, to fix the problem. And I got to tell you, the problem's you. The problem's you. So people, so my inability to connect for the first 16, 18 years of my life with anybody, I had to figure that out. And then you, you see, well, I don't know if you see, but like I'm all in in connection now. I'm all in in relationships. I scale businesses faster yeah. than anybody I've ever seen because I just, it's just different. I've learned that if you do want to scale a business, you've got to learn how to talk to people and you've got to let those walls down and you've got to show some of that vulnerability and you got to say, Hey, I'm human. This makes me uncomfortable. Um, but I know it's just my wounded child, um, or whatever that is. So, uh, but yeah, I was, I was like, I was not, I was not good. Turning point. Was there one individual specific individual that you, you, you had like they, they like you were head over heels for or something. And then you were like, Oh man, I, I just have to like, was there a turning point like that? Or uh, one particular moment? Would you remember? Um, like a romantic relationship? Well, no, that, like, or, yeah, it could have been that. It could have been a friendship. I mean, whatever. I mean, uh, like where was the turning point where you realized that you needed to start investing in relationships and understanding that you were attracting the wrong people by being the way you were? Yeah. I mean, it was just personal development. I wouldn't say it was a relationship. Yeah. Um, I guess I could say a couple of things like, um, and by the way, I hate like the whole thing of like, people, there's toxic people. We all have toxic tendencies. So we should like go there for a minute. We all do. And then we have to learn how to stop being, having, to- using our toxic tendencies. So you're very powerful. You're clearly about very powerful man. You're a very successful man. Congratulations on everything, by the way. Um, <laughs> And keep I will, going, going, I will yeah, just keep talking. Oh my God, your dog is so cute. Oh my God, your children are wonderful. Okay. <laughs> I love your setup. Oh my God. Like you're just the best. Um, but so much of, of, um, so, so I, I actually, like I said, I was chasing then that validation. So I, I've literally never even talked about any of this online. So I don't know why you're pulling this out of me, but whatever, I'm just going to go with it. I said vulnerability. And so here we go. So like I was engaged at 18. Okay. So, which is like the stupidest thing ever. Like, I mean, 
okay? <laughs> like, you don't even know who you are at 18. What are you doing? Um, and I was, yeah. And, and I will say one of my toxic traits that I have, thank God, gone a lot through a whole like spiritual personal development whatever journey through is I am a super powerful woman and it I used to use my power not always for good my number one characteristic being manipulation like I could get you to do anything I wanted you to do and I knew it right like I knew it I would I mean I would just be receptive to what you were saying and then I would you know be so good at flipping your words and like I I mean I I think back to that version of Jesse Lee like the beta version of Jesse Lee <laughs> I'm like jeez oh Pete's like thank god you're not like that anymore like when I start when I start to see moments where I can do that. Like sometimes I'll just start tearing up because I'm like, oh my God, this is when you would go into your toxic cycle of, okay, this person's telling me no. How do I get them to tell me yes? Like, and it's not healthy, right? And so, so that relation, so, so I'm, uh, we're still friends. Like, well, we're still acquaintances. We're cool. Um, we, we broke up when I was 21. I left New York City after I graduated college and I was just like this. And I literally said to him, I looked at him and I said, I'll always love you but I will ruin your life. <laughs> I will destroy you. Because it got to the point where, and this happened probably like two years into our well, relationship, well, well, but like... You're saying if you stayed with him, you would. Oh, I would just... I mean, he, he was turning into like the shell of a man. So remember yeah. I said I was so in my masculine energy? You can't attract yeah, yeah, yeah. a masculine partner if you're in your masculine energy. I'm so feminine in my relationship. Like I'm, like my boy, like I'm so such a soft little female with my man now like oh my god like you'd be like what like I love it I'm I have masculine business energy for sure but I'm so 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 like just f soft feminine etc flowy um but anyway in this relationship I was like pushing and pushing and pushing it got to the point I still remember we're like walking down the street or something in New York City because that's where we lived and because we're both in college there and he said something and I didn't like it. And I gave him a look, Mike. Like I was like, and this is after years, right? Of being together. And he literally jumped. And I went, oh no. Like, oh no, I've literally destroyed this man. Like I was tearing him apart. And so that was really the start of my personal development journey. That was like, it went from that conversation. I remember it like literally that conversation I'm 20, 21 years old to this. I no one's ever asked me that. I've never dissected this. I'm so grateful for you right now. Like, you don't even understand. Oh my God, Mike, I like, I love you. Oh my God, oh my God. You're just doing what you do. This is so good. Um, I went home and I just started, you know, Googling stuff because this is over a decade ago. So there weren't really pod, I don't even know if there were podcasts, but I, I found that day Tim Ferriss's blog. Like Tim Ferriss had a blog, like, you know, and I guess he, maybe he still does. I don't know. I, now I consume the podcast, but I just, and I started entering this different world of, oh my God, you can change yourself. Oh my God. You can become somebody different. Oh my God. There's a different version of me in me, but she's got to be cultivated and protected and grown and nurtured. And she hasn't had that for the first 20 years of her life.
And so people are like, God, you're obsessed with personal development. You're obsessed with, with reading. You're obsessed with co- the coaching and all that stuff. I'm like, yes, because if I hadn't, I would literally, I mean, I don't even know. I might have ended up like a dominatrix or something. Jesus, and I don't want to be a dominatrix. Like, I don't know what would have happened. Like, I was just running over men. I was running over people. I was using friendships. I had to change. And I know there's people that are going to listen to this that are going to have like a huge wake-up call right now. Like, holy crap, that's me. Oh, my God. But like, it's that awareness and then that understanding, more importantly, that you can shift and change and grow into who you're supposed to be. Because that person, if I met that Jesse Lee on the street today, I, I wouldn't recognize her. I'd be like, who is that shell of a person? Right. So that was, that was definitely, that was my big, my big change. Right. No, I love it. Love it. So let's get to, let's get to what, man, this is awesome. Uh, let's get to what you talk about on stage. You just spoke for a long period of time. You're in MLM. <laughs> you were hanging out with Eric Worre this weekend yeah. or this week. What do you talk about on stage? What are some topics that you get into? Um, What's your good I'm, I'm the everything girl in, in network marketing, which is why I've been able to really take it across the, uh, just as a serial entrepreneur space. Um, but I'll tell you, so this weekend, the first thing I did, I had a panel of, of badass women, right? So it was the, uh, the six most powerful women in network marketing currently. So, and, and that was really just defined mostly by, by income. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm number two. I can't believe it. I'm number two in the world of all the women in the world in network marketing. So, <laughs> um, we, we have good, good, uh, good decades. Yeah, I know. Well, I'll get there. Different comp plans, different companies. If I were in her, if I were in her company, I'd be out earning her, but it's okay. Uh, that, that story doesn't matter. Jessica. I know it doesn't. It's an excuse, Mike. And I'm, I'm not going to use the excuse. She's awesome. We're really good friends, but, uh, I am number two. I'm number two. Can't believe it. I'm, I'm, I'm just chasing her down, but we're, uh, but I, I respect her so much. So, you know, we, we both have good decades every month, so it's, it's not a big deal. But um, So that was the first one, and it really got into making sure your mindset's in the right place. So we did some mindset training, and we did some vision training, right? Because I'm a big vision caster. Mm-hmm. Uh, I train on this a lot, but I'm, I don't live in 2021. Like, this is wonderful. That is 2021. We've made it here. I'm somewhere like, ooh, way out there. Like, I don't even know what year I live in, but it's not this year. Uh, because everything I do, I'm reverse engineering in my brain. Okay. I say, I want a private jet. I say, I want an Island. I say, I want whatever I say I want. Right now. How do I get there? And so I feel like I'm already living there. I see, I see and feel and believe the conversations and then I, I pull it back and I reverse engineer. So we talked a lot about that. The set, and then the next day I, I keynoted, um, which was just, I mean, it was all on tactics. So I trained a lot on determination, on grit, on, uh, ac- actual tactics it takes to build your business, actual tactics that you need to do on a daily basis, a weekly basis, a monthly basis to, to really scale your business. And the more so the, the, the characteristics of the, of the person you have to be, you know, cause there's people out there and I can't stand this. And I know this isn't like the self. I don't know if you, I feel like you're going to agree with me on this. I don't subscribe to this whole thing. Like women love it, especially men like it too, where there's these self-help gurus who come on stages around the world or they write books and they're just like, everyone is just in this hustle mentality and you're just, you're working too hard. And if you would just take a nap, you're going to get everything you want. And I'm like, would you shut up? It's like the most dangerous thing to tell 
tell people that are struggling financially, you're just overwhelmed. Let me tell you my, oh, I'm getting sorry. I'm, very, I'm not sorry. I'm very passionate about this. If you, if I would have been told when I literally needed $300 a month to pay rent 10 years ago, you're just overwhelmed, girl. You just need to chill, girl. You just, you, you don't do overwhelm, Jesse Lee. You just need to go take a nap. You need to go sit in a hammock. You need to go meditate for seven hours. You know what? I'd still be broke. Okay, because what got me out of debt, what got me out of struggle, what got me out of, of, of the overwhelm, I was overwhelmed that I couldn't pay my bills. All right, that was stressful to me. That was causing panic attacks, okay? That is overwhelming. The, the work is what I needed to do. So I get really pissed off when people put these people on their stages that are like, oh my God, like just, just, yeah. Mm, yeah. it'll all come to you. No, it won't. Shut up. Like, I've never met anybody making millions of dollars who literally just like prayed and kumbaya their way to millions of dollars. Okay. It's not a real thing. Yeah, so I agree, I, I, I agree <gasps> with that. But one thing I did, I want to, I want to clarify something. So when you want something and you put your goals down and you visualize and get really clear to down to the granular detail, of what yes. you want, the how sometimes prevents people from doing that. And even trying to reverse engineer at times, mm -hmm. uh, when you don't know how to do it. Right. So a lot of the times what I see, what I've done and had success with is I, I'm very clear visualizing. I, I get granular detail. I'll think about it and obsess about it every single day. I'm not, wor I'm, I'm not uh, you know, I, I take action, but, but you don't know what to take action on sometimes. And so seeking out mentorship first. But what I've seen is, is that I've seen that things arise or come out of nowhere sometimes. Always. Right. And they're there. <laughs> The, the, the invisible resources are there even more than the ones you can see a lot of times. So, Oh, I can't, I, think, I agree you with know, you entirely. The how, the how part gets me sometimes. And I'm like, wait a minute, I don't want to be stressing and, 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 uh, you know, all that on, on how, because what happened to me was I, I just become when I'm clear on what I want, then I'm more open to receiving the answer. And then I look for the answer, but not not just grinding on the wrong things. That's that's what I just want to clarify. Um, I cannot agree with you more, honestly speaking. And I will tell you, if you know why, the how is irrelevant. You probably train and coach the same thing. If you know why you're doing something, the how is irrelevant. Because it's kind of like what you just said. But you, it, like people go, I don't know how to make a million dollars. Right. But like you said, things come out of nowhere. Well, I don't know if you're religious. I am. Mighty forces come to your aid. And, it, and it's, it's, it's like it's never how you think it's going to happen. Never. Never, 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 never. I've, I've never. I'll talk about my first million just for like a second. I was talking nine years ago. Nine years ago. Ten years ago. I have a Facebook status that's like, I'm going to be the first millionaire in my family. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if you ever did anything like that. I'm going to be the first millionaire in my family. I couldn't pay rent, okay? I'm literally writing, I'm going to be the first millionaire in my family. I can't pay rent. Then I find the direct sales space, and I'm doing at-home events, right? And there is nobody is making a million dollars a year in any of those, okay? It's literally not a thing. The compensation plan is set up like total crap, whatever. You're just not getting paid well. So... <laughs> But I really was writing things like I'm going to be a millionaire when I'm in that. And it's an impossibility, right? And the next thing you know, it's like, like, yes. And then this random dude DMs me on Messenger in 2015 
Oh, I saw your sales. You posted them online. They're so good. Oh my God. Like he's, and he's, you know, gassing me up or whatever. You really should look at the network marketing space. I'm like, bro, I don't do scams, bro. Bro, I don't do pyramid schemes, bro. Bro, like I'm just like, no, not interested. And uh, never joined him. We're actually really good friends now. We were not friends then. It took us five years to become friends, like six years to become friends again. But anyway, or to become friends, period. But anyway, I'm like, no way. I'm not going to do any of that. Like, I never knew. And, and then you look at the company I'm, I'm number one in, in and, you know, basically I'm the face of, etc. The company didn't, didn't even exist when I wrote that Facebook status. The company didn't exist. I didn't know who Eric Worre was. And Eric Worre has made, I mean, he has, I can't, I can't even, I could go on a, he calls me his number one student. He's my, she's my number one mentee. She does everything. She's da 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 da. Like, that man came in my life, didn't know who he was, didn't know who, didn't know who you were, didn't know who a lot of these connections are, didn't know, you know, I didn't want to use Facebook Live, didn't want to do live video, didn't want to TikTok, didn't want to use Instagram, didn't want to do all these things. You know, I think of the connections and the people that have come into my life and the, the mighty forces that came out of nowhere. And, you know, it's not, it's so, I just, I'm, I'm 100% on board with you. It's the how is irrelevant. The how, if you spend so much time, analyzing, oh, well, I'm going to send this to this and then that should get this result. Then I'm going to send this to this and that should, should get this result. You're going to be depressed when those things don't happen. And then all these other gifts instead kind of come into your, yeah, into your yeah, world. Not only that, when you do the house, sometimes it's like overwhelming. And the other thing is uh, when it happens, when you get this going and you see the results from visualization and really manifesting and a lot of people don't believe in it because they think well you still gotta put hard work yeah you gotta put hard work in like you gotta that's that goes without saying like you got i mean you gotta have work ethic but but when it happens i made the mistake in the past being blown away by it like holy shit did that really just happen right did i just connect with that person did i just make that amount of money did i just like and and what happens when you do that and this is something that everybody if you take a note you want to write this down you got to be really careful because what you're doing then is really telling yourself that is your cap that is your limit. That's because you're amazed at that because that's your cap. And so I made that mistake in the past where now it's like when things come my way and things happen that just blow, normally blow me away, I gotta be like, yeah, let's celebrate it, but all right, what, what's next? Of course that's supposed to happen. Like, so like you, I know like you know who Ed Milet is. Not, you know, it's not like score a touchdown and then not spike in the ball and have an asshole. <laughs> you know, just get the ball to the and, and walk away and like, yeah, that's what we do. I love it. You know Ed Milet, I'm sure. He calls that blissful dissatisfaction and i'm like yeah, so people yeah. are like you know again back to like why are you still doing all this stuff you do well i yeah i'm very ha i'm happy i'm blissful about it i do love my life my life is amazing i'm so thankful i'm still dissatisfied like if you think that this is the last iteration of jesse lee you've lost your mind no, yeah, yeah. this is about to be my beta version. You know, like I'm still He's chasing alpha. Yeah, I'm over here crawling. That's yeah. right. Like this is nothing. You ain't seen nothing yet. Same with you though. Yeah, I don't think, yeah, I definitely don't think you're playing a big enough game. I think you need to go bigger for sure. Oh my so. God. I love him. Uh, that's like, whew, let's go. <laughs> number two, like that's just number two. Like, first of all, even if you get the number one, then, then what, you know, come on, what's next? Like, I know. That's just in that industry, right? That's right. That's right. No, look, I like it. You're not offending me. You're getting me excited. Like I'm getting hype. Like I'm like, did we just become best friends? Woo! <laughs> so 
Tell them all about it. As we wrap this up here, I want to ask you a final question. Before I do that, you want to you want to plug anything? Uh, your company, whatever, any any programs you have or what have you? Um, so I don't have any programs currently, but I'm going to. So if you want to follow me anywhere, um, Instagrams I'm Boss Lee, like you already mentioned. Facebook's Jesse Lee Ward. TikToks I'm Boss Lee. Um, I'm on YouTube. I have a podcast, The People's Mentor, um, and then. That's it. There's no funnels or anything. So just feel free to follow. I do tons and tons and tons of content, training, coaching, mentorship, all kinds of stuff like that. And it's currently all free. So if you're listening to this live, now would be your time to get in and hit the subscribe buttons uh, before it all goes crazy. So um, I'm just, I'm here to contribute and I'm, I'm excited to be part of it. Let's go. Go support Jesse Lee. All of you guys that support me, we support our guests. Thank you so much for being here. And before we go, final question. The Rocket Fuel Law, I wrote the book about this, talks about taking everything that would normally stop people or slow them down and storing it in your tank instead of your trunk where it weighs you down. When most people store things, you store it in your tank so that you can convert it into rocket fuel for your future and become unstoppable. What does that Rocket Fuel Law mean to you? And by the way, I say law because it's a fact. If you implement the things I talk about, you become unstoppable. Fire, I love it. So I love that it's a law. And I love that the, the mindset of not storing it in the trunk, but storing it in the tank. Uh, I didn't know that you say it like that. And that's so fire. So y'all got to go get his book, Rocket Fuel. I'm, I'm excited for you. Um, it is a mindset. It's a mindset to take all this stuff, like all this crap we just talked about for the last half hour. All that bad stuff. I'm, I, trauma is not unique to me. All of you who are listening, you have some kind of trauma. Okay. You have to decide to turn your pain into purpose, your pain into power, your pain into fuel, rocket fuel, if you will. That is a decision. That is a choice. That is up to you. It's not up to me. It's not up to Mike. It's not up to anybody. It's not up to your parents. It's not up to your partner. It's not up to anybody. It's up to you. And so I love that mindset because if you look at, you know, we started this podcast talking about my childhood, that has been my rocket fuel. Every time someone tells me no, it turns into my rocket fuel. Five minutes ago, you're telling me I'm not doing enough and I suck. I'm pumped up about it. Like that went in my tank like this MF. Like he is about to like, like pity the day. Like he's going to be so mad the day, the day he said that to me. No, he's, I mean, I know you'll love it. You'll be like, damn, let's go. Like, well, first of all, I didn't say you suck. I didn't. I know, that. but in my mind, in my mind, right, I hear like, oh, he thinks I'm not doing good enough. Well, then we're just going to have to show Mike C-Rock. Like, we're just going to have to show him. Like, that's yep. fuel to me. Not in a negative way. Not in a toxic way. Not in like a, wow, what a jerk he is. No, not at all. I didn't take it negatively. I took it really positively. So I yeah, say that yeah, to I say, that. what is your mindset around your rocket fuel? What is your mindset around all these bad things that happen to you and then turning that into power. Because if you look at successful people, that's all they're doing is they're turning all these bad things that happen every day to all of us. We all have bad things that happen every day and turning it into the life of our dreams. And there's no reason why only, you know, the, you know life, life in abundance like this is not reserved for people like me or people like Mike. This is for everybody. This is an abundant world. I serve an abundant God. Like this is, we're just getting started. So quit playing small. Quit playing small. Just put some fire on the fuel and just just go, 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 go. All right. Thank you so much for being here, Jesse Lee. You guys have been listening to the What Are You Made Of podcast with your boy, the unstoppable Mike Searock. And I will tell you that Jesse Lee is unstoppable as well. Thank you so much. Please go subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you'd like to watch these, you can go to YouTube at Mike.